Hey, welcome to Texas! He's a 10. I choose this family. and welcome to episode 76 of 911 Lone Star Roundup. I'm one of your hosts, EJ, and with me today are my lovely co-hosts, Katie. Hey guys. And Grace. Hi everyone. Today we'll be talking about season six, episode nine of 911 OG titled Red Flag or also the fall finale, which actually was a little surprising. Some of us hoped for 10 episodes, but it ended up being just nine. So we have nine more coming whenever they come back in the spring. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was weird, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same like it's fine it was a really yeah. good episode so i can't really complain there this yeah. was, way to this was a, yeah this was the perfect one to leave up off right. on honestly it, it's just like of course we don't want it to end right of course but yeah so we should probably get talking because we do have quite a few notes um so we start off with the episode with a, a really awesome monologue by bobby and we're seeing him at home sleeping with athena she's asleep he's not he's wide awake then he gets up goes to the kitchen uh, sits by himself and then when the sun comes up he drives to this random place that you know we we don't quite know the time frame yet and he just creates this cross and nails it into the ground and the monologue i think is really cool it says people say that there are no seasons in los angeles imagining all of our days as perfectly sunny and 72 degrees that's actually san diego angelinos know how rainy winter gives way to a too short spring that summer starts with gloomy skies and ends with unrelenting heat. And what happens when the Santa Ana start to blow? Dry winds that tear through the mountains and canyons, picking up speed and strength as they descend on the city, downing power lines, uprooting trees, and unsettling psyches. Blame for everything from migraines to a rise in the divorce rate, the Santa Anas wear us down, creeping into our dreams and setting our teeth on edge. Every gust adding to the eerie, pervasive sense that a reckoning may be upon us. Or as Joan Didion said, the wind shows us how close to the edge we are. I love that. First off, the I writers did that. awesome yes. with the writing, and I love Bobby. I mean, and it makes so much sense coming from him, like his perspective. And we haven't gotten it his does. perspective on things much lately, so this is really cool. Yeah, I know. I love when they give us monologues yeah. from Bobby because they're always so freaking yeah. good. Like I always yeah. love when shows do that in general. Um, it just oh yeah, I love I-, I love whenever we get a good monologue from any of the characters, but hearing them from Bobby is just really special. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's always a great great time when we get it from him so this this was really good and actually this was the first time i'd heard of like the santa Ana winds so this was a whole new educational experience oh yeah i know yeah i knew i knew a little of it and it's been it's been joked about before on the show um but to see them go into the deep deep details like it um remember when buck and you're looking at me like you're like what yeah i'm 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 running through my brain like like, what happened Remember when I'm running through my entire six season long encyclopedia brain to figure out when they <laughs> joked about the Santa Ana. Right so <laughs> season two, when Buck and Eddie were high, Buck's, <laughs> Buck asked Eddie, "Maybe it's the Santa Anas." Oh, I remember that from you. Dang, EJ's taking my place here. <laughs> I need to rewatch. I'm that impressed. I'm stinking <laughs> impressed. Not that like, I thought that anybody but Grace good. could pull it off, but that's impressive. 
um uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I was a little I just mean, take take my crown and, well <laughs> and I, I am on the west coast so I had known a lot of people from the California so I, it's not uh it's mentioned they joke about it but yes and and we go into the like the show they do three days earlier so what happened with Bobby is three days after the start of the actual episode or yeah we'll we'll figure it out but <laughs> um we see um maddie sees josh walk into the call center and they're like oh you're working tonight they didn't see him on the schedule and he's like oh one of the dispatchers had a root canal so he was filling in and um he's not excited about it because he hit like a detour coming into work and they're crazy nights and he usually tries to avoid crazy nights like full moon moons and the santa annas of course and of course. And so he's telling Maddie and Linda that this <clears throat> about this and they're kind of like smirking <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. I was like, what's going on? But it's also funny because it seems like the last few like major things that happened, Josh hasn't been there. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> and now I'm like, it's, okay, it's already what are they up to? <laughs> what is the call center up to? And I, I can't remember exactly how the conversation went, but they were talking about, um, you know, some things that had happened and Maddie's like, oh, it's just an average windy night. <sighs> Maddie, you never say that. That's like saying quiet. <laughs> I'm just like, Maddie, you know better, girl. Maddie, you know. haven't you talked to Buck recently? <laughs> oh, God. Haven't you talked to your brother? Haven't you heard about that whole thing? Yeah. Isn't your brother the cause of it? Doesn't your brother usually get hurt on those <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm like, honey, you were an ER nurse and oh, are now true. a dispatcher. Yes. And your partner is a firefighter paramedic. Where the fuck? Yeah, that too. Who That's is very much into those things. Right. Superstitious as fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so we see the one. Uh, so we get this first call and it's uh, Maddie gets it. And. <laughs> this family's dog had run away after the door had been left open he comes home a little while later with a <clears throat> hand <laughs> just a little like, casual strolling up is, like dad kiddo look what i found there's a fucking yeah. hand yeah i'm like they're like i think maddie asked like is it real <laughs> and they like touch it is it warm yeah they're like freaking out so the 118 shows up and they start they're like okay well where did this hand come from you know somebody must have done this they're kind of looking and trying to inspect the hand and see if they can figure out who it might belong to and i i was like i didn't see i was shocked to see where it went because it was not just one victim it ended up being two because they had to like start going around because they're like oh well implied fireworks yeah, well, yeah, in the end it was three. Yeah, in the end it wound up being three. <laughs> yeah, this felt it, like this felt like the Halloween episode we never got, and yeah. also like something similar to Jinx. Like just the vibe of this, I'm like, yes, right. And part, part of the reason, love- yeah, and part of the reason why the dog had run away is because there'd been fireworks going off, so it got startled, and we know that dogs are very notorious for being scared from that. So. Um, they had mentioned to the paramedics and firefighters, the 118, that there had been some fireworks going off, but then they just suddenly stopped. Well, there was a reason why it stopped. Because somebody blew their hand mm. off. Another person decided to help and then blew his 
thumb off and then somebody else got hurt too and they what was it I remember there was a scene and it was like Buck and Eddie walking out of separate houses like because they had to go door to door and see if they could find the person who was hurt uh-huh. and they're kind of looking at each other like I don't, I don't know like it, it was just a very random uh scene but I remember like thinking I was like okay yep this is gonna be a crazy night and like somebody uh-huh. had to say basically the equivalent of quiet and yeah <clears throat> I mean I mean this is just one of those things where it's like you do a dumbass thing you're going to suffer the dumbass consequences like you have no one to blame except yourself right? it was just yeah and it was funny because like this kid came up and he like he yeah. asked if they needed help and then he steals like the hand and he starts running away <laughs> Like, what the and Buck's just like not it, and Eddie just, so Eddie runs after <laughs> Fine, him. Yeah. That and, was another great part. Yeah, and the guy, so he's missing a finger, and then so then they figure out the second victim is missing the one missing the hand, but yeah. then they find out the find. finger that they find is not it's the not one the that's right missing. One. It's a thumb. It's a thumb, yeah. not rump finger. So, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm blown away by this. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and I just, I just, what, what, what the hell was yeah. the, 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 what the hell was a sense in stealing the goddamn hand? It's not going to grow back on. <laughs> what do well, you no, think he was going to sew it on himself? No, the kids did say <laughs> they were, he was taking him to the hospital. Uh, anything and also that kid would have died of blood blood loss long before they got to the hospital for sure yeah that was definitely not dumbass things the dumbass consequences and this is just the start of the episode yeah i know oh we're already off to a rage start yeah so next scene is we get uh dead steady's birthday and he's opening gifts from ken hen and karen and they get tell him that he can do anything he wants for his birthday and so he asks if he can ask about his birth mother and, you know, wants to know things about Ava, things that we as fans know because we've seen the show, but Denny hasn't, you know, doesn't know any of this or they've tried to protect him from a lot of it, which I totally understand. Like a kids don't really, always understand yeah. those things and it's just better to not. And, uh, you know, he's asking questions like, does she live nearby and how did they know, you know, her and, Karen says, you know, if he wants to know, they'll see if they can find some stuff from around the house that, you know, might have been Ava's or stuff so they can show him. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I like where this is going. Cause, cause, yeah. I don't like the thing is, is a lot of people are like, why are they bringing this up? Okay, the kid's mm-hmm. 12. You can't oh, yeah, do not sure. think that he doesn't have any questions because obviously In he fact, does, he's <laughs> overdue for those questions, if we're being right. honest. Like, we're. It's amazing it's only being brought up now, which I actually I think, think this is the perfect timing because it's yeah. far enough removed from when there was Ava shit going on. Yeah, uh, for sure. But at the same time, like we all as fans remember what a bitch she was. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm in yeah. rare form tonight. Um, <laughs> but I'm speaking truth. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's 12 and he has a right to know and not that he wants to replace them he just wants to know because he knows that he's not biologically either Hen or Karen's and he wants right. to know yes. he's curious, yeah. that's natural and 12 years old, that's a really curious age that's the, that is 
that's not the only age, but that is the age where you start wondering where you mm-hmm. came from. Especially mm-hmm. if you know already that there there are some mysteries in your past that you don't know about. Right, right. Um, so like who his birth parents were. Right. Uh, so I'm glad we're actually finally tackling this. It was certainly not what I was expecting from the episode, but I'm glad we're tackling yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so before we get any more of that, we see Bobby at home and his sponsor stops by, which is random because we've never met his sponsor in the what six seasons of the show. His name is Wendell, mm-hmm. and he wanted to come by and see if Bobby's okay. Like, yeah, doing good. And Bobby's like now five years sober, which wow, huge milestone for Bobby. So but happy. He, he does consider it technically four because he fell kind of fell off the wagon there at one point. And uh, but Wendell starts talking to Bobby like he's going out of town for a little while to visit a son and wants to know if he can maybe uh, Bobby can kind of take on some of his uh, other Fonzies, I guess you could say, um, because wendell's out of town and he wants to make sure his people can you know talk to somebody and bobby's kind of like yeah i can do that just it seemed very random and i was like what's going on here i don't like where this is going yeah okay that yeah. didn't throw me off though it was the kind of after when he was talking and stuff where and you could tell bobby was like uh what's going right. on and they yeah. made this like the scene like he was looking at his watch he kept looking at his watch i was like why is this such a monumental thing like why do they keep zooming in on this i didn't notice that i'm not gonna lie i didn't notice that the first couple Mm, times i watched i didn't really pay attention to that really yeah i don't know why i guess i just picked up on it but i was like okay something's up um there was something here's the thing we're six episodes into a show and we're only just meeting a character. That's always going to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Just off the bat. They yeah. don't introduce people for no reason. Right. That and is what any storyteller does. Is bring them in for a purpose. So mm-hmm. we and already just, know there's something happening. Right. And just as um, Wendell's starting to leave, Athena gets there and she's like, oh, I didn't know you were here. And He's like, oh, I was just stopping by. And it, like, even after he leaves, it was just a very, you know, you, you could tell that Bobby was felt a little off about it and was concerned. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like, I got a little vibe instead of Bobby. So I'm like, okay, where's this going? Um, our next scene is Josh is, <laughs> comes in to do a dispatch with two coffees and his back for covering for somebody else. And Josh, the whole mood. <laughs> he's uh-huh. <laughs> um he gets this one call and is hung up on and he says he feels like he's talking to a ghost okay this is like more halloween-esque ghost know, house. Than, yep ghost house um so he sends lapd to check it out um joss looks up looks up the house and it's considered the murder house which great nickname <laughs> just saying what the fuck (laughs) so a couple of officers go to check out the house and they're like this is just out of scary movies one of them (laughs) they go in one of them goes on the back and they're just trying to look around for anything and doesn't one like get scared and like yeah Yeah, by a plastic bag 
We've seen I both mean, of these officers before, and he gets yeah. tried by a plastic bag because he's so spooked out that when it blows past the window, he jumps back and then he trips, and there he goes. Right. Yeah. Well, and we just had this episode about the bracelet too, so it's like now we've got this murder house. Like, what's going on? Chim has okay, this thing. The bracelet Chim- episode, I feel jinxed me. Just saying in my life. Oh so. no! I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> Shoot. Um, so the officer gets hurt, so they have to call the 118. And um, they're also getting these random calls from the same house, but nobody talks. And they just, as soon as it disconnects, it also disconnects. So it's very random. And Josh is like, uh, he tells Chim, was it Hen, I think that was with him, that the uh, house keeps calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what? Oh yeah, um, the house keeps calling and hang up. Then when he calls the number back, it's like this number is not in service. Right. Uh-huh. So Jim ends up finding that it's um some random line like phone line or whatever that's fried and it's not working right. But he's he'd been looking around the house like, oh, this has got good bones, it's got a weird history, but you know Jim would. And I'm like, at this point, he, we don't know why it's the murder house yet. Right. But exactly. it's still, he's clearly fascinated. I will say, I was a little thrown off by the phone line bit of it. Simply because the aura they gave to the house made it seem very old. Yeah. But yeah. there's like, there's a phone line. There's, it's obviously only just frying now, which I don't know how long it takes right. to do that, but certainly not as old as the kind of aura they're giving. So I was like, oh, so this is probably like, you know, within the last a couple decades, kind of thing. Like, so they it's not the house. At... Said the house was from the forties. So yeah, it was. I mean, it's an old house, but like the idea mm-hmm. that, it, like, it's been in, it's been inhabited much more recently than the aura mm-hmm. gives off. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd say like ten <laughs> years, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I don't know 20. if they ever give. I don't know if they ever actually give a date for that, but right. I can't remember. I don't I wanna, think they I do. I want to say but... somebody was living into it up until like the 50s or 60s. And then somebody, I mean, we learn a little more about it later. Um, well, about no, okay. I Here, thought it was later than that, but who knows? I think it's later than that. Simply because uh, uh, there is still, I forget exactly what the relative's connection was, but there was still a close relative connected that after the owner had died, and we get into the story later, it went to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to know. I just think it's I a think, lot yeah. more recent. I think it was the <clears throat> eight, sometime in the 80s, I think. I think they might have yeah. briefly mentioned that. Mm-hmm. That would make sense, everything considered. So, yeah, we can go with the 80s for now. <laughs> it was sometime in the mid 1900s. <laughs> yeah, I just to... vaguely remember uh, the mid to, yeah. the late right. mid to late 1900s. Let's yeah. narrow it um, down to about a 50 year span. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, we get back to the station, and Bobby gets this voicemail from Wendell. He does not sound look good, he sounds like he's drunk or high. And it was like really hard to hear that. And I feel so bad for Bobby getting that call because he tries calling him and then Wendell's not answering the phone. And it just, it was not a good message. Like I would be really worried about this person if I got a call like that. I know that made me so sad. Yeah. That's when I was just like, 
I was right. They never introduced somebody for no reason. Yep. Something's yeah. up. Something was up and we don't like it. And so then we see Eddie and Hen are talking about Denny and then Bobby's sitting with them and Chim is um, at inside and they're all kind of at the table. I think they're drinking coffee. No, they're upstairs. Aren't they? Yeah, oh yeah, they're on the roof. On the yeah, roof. I was like, what? Where were they? No, 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 no. That's different. later. Oh wait, no. Oh wait, no. Roof is later. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there are upstairs though. They're in the loft area. Yeah, that's because the because we're not. The roof is after this one scene. Because Buck was not awake yet. Yeah, remember right. it's the middle of the night. They all just couldn't sleep. That's right. I got confused because I was like, there's two really good like station scenes, and I couldn't. I got them mixed up to the one they had. I um, also yeah. <laughs> so, um, Bobby's with them. Chim's with them. Chim is looking into the murder house, and he's trying to get information about it because for some reason he's super interested in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wonder why. <laughs> hashtag random. I mean, I know they tell you if you you have a problem, you drive past the fire firehouse to like go into it. But like, here comes this random car driving into the into the one eighteen, not just stop and like stops. Almost hits a guy. Yeah, like He's not a lot of Um, so they're like, I think all days, and they all run downstairs trying to get. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, is that she's naked, <laughs> or they're trying like, and they try and then or Buck coming down and asking Buck coming naked? down, <laughs> comedic because Buck is oh just like, God. this is how he wakes up, and he's just like, I heard, I heard shouting. And he yeah. sees this lady naked, and he's like, "Oh wow, uh, this is not a dream I've ever had before." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, "Is she?" And Buck is like, "Naked." Naked. Chip's just like, "And asleep." And so they're like, "Oh well, shouldn't you not wake a, a sleepwalker?" And it's like, right. "You don't really have a choice." Yeah, I mean, like, she's kind of naked in the middle of your. Yeah, so the firehouse, right? And of course, Bobby, being the dad and the you know fire captain, he's like, okay, so he has one of them go look for a blanket, has somebody else try and look in the car and see if there's a purse or something. And who, who said the comment about? Do you really think Eddie. she remembered to grab her purse? Was that Eddie's Eddie? like? Eddie's I like, she's naked. That comment. <laughs> Do you really oh, think she like? Oh, like Eddie pulling one of the best lines of the scene. Eddie is practical. Let right. me just say. He's a practical motherfucker. Um, yeah. So then Bobby Bobby with the blanket is trying to wrap it around her and then she wakes up like starts screaming. This is new. I mean granted she is uh, she is surrounded by a bunch of men. Yeah. Attractive In men. In a place she doesn't know. A very that was beyond she... like oh dear lord. Yeah. I would have been like uh, of course, I showed up naked in front right. of these guys. Um, right. So like, she once... also probably had the same thought that Buck did. This is a dream I haven't had before. Yeah, I know. Seriously, and I just <laughs> love Buck because he's just like the one question he asks is, "Do you always sleep in the nude?" And I'm just like, that is such a Buck question to ask. Oh, God, yes, that yes. is such a Buck <laughs> question. I'm just and like, even Eddie's Buck. look at him is like, really? Yeah, they all look at and him like, like "Are you serious right now?" It's Buck. It's Buck. He doesn't have a brain to no. <laughs> and I mean, it is a legitimate question because, granted, right, you also want to know 
is there another reason she's naked? Is she okay? Right. Like, what yeah. happened? So there is a very practical and good reason for him to ask that. It's just Buck. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's and true. then we're like, they're trying to treat her and see what's wrong and asking her all these questions. And they're like, well, we're going to take you to the hospital. And then Buck has to ask, well, what are we going to do about her car? And she's like, I don't have a car. She's like, what <laughs> car? I don't have a car. And it's like, well, okay. I. <laughs> I, re- I wish we got into like how that happened because I really you know, wanted to I would have loved to like Athena showing up right. oh here's where the stolen car ended up Grand Theft Auto right so sleepwalking sleep, sleep driving too <laughs> oh I loved the scene so much this yeah. was a great scene like yes. 10 out of 10 no complaints very happy so now is when we're on the rooftop which is so cool to have yes. up there because like you know I've, I've a lot of places will use their rooftops as like a little patio and so that have the 118 up there was really cool they're talking about the murder house because chim is really into this thing buck joins them they're all drinking hot cocoa which is really cool um no one's really uh tired <clears throat> so they're trying to use the milk to uh go to sleep that's not helping and then bob um Bobby's like, oh well, I made it with oat milk, so. Um, okay, Owen like, oh, Strand. Worst That's her vibe. I went. I was right? like, okay, Owen Strand. I know, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> Bobby been texting Owen. They're like, hmm, I know, what right? About oat milk. I love yeah. oat milk, by the way. I pretty much don't like any milk that doesn't come from a cow, but like, respect for oat milk on the couple times I have had it. Oliver makes it. Sorry, I saw him doing oh, a yeah, video yeah, once yeah. about him making his own. Um, and so while they're up there, um, Bobby, they all kind of like catch this attention and they smell smoke. And they're like, yeah, they're getting a call. And sure enough, the alarm goes off. And I'm like, there, it wasn't just the 118 up there. Well, there all of them up there, but there were others up there. It wasn't just the five of them, right? Or did I, I see that in the so. background? No, it was just them. Okay. Yeah, I think For some reason, so. I thought there were some other people up there. No, it was just them because they're all sitting in chairs. And so they, the call that they get is for basically a, a little fire in the middle of some trees. Full out, like trying to get the fire to stop. And it's they're not in their re- regular turnouts. They're in more of the woodland fire uniforms. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because remember Something we're different. in freaking California and we're trying to avoid a fucking wildfire. Right, which is why they're in a hurry to get it put out. I'm so glad we finally got a scene like this because we almost never get like any actual legitimate wildfire concerns. It's freaking California, guys. Come on. Well, I kind of, given that it's such a like dense area down there, I imagine the fire stations have a limited zone they work out of and i just i've always just assumed that the 118 was oh, in an yeah. area where they didn't have a lot of like hillside or clearings where there were fat trees that's why i just assume we never got much oh yeah and i mean there are certainly different um units more prepared for dealing with the brush area but yeah. still right. i was just like uh in six seasons we've gotten very few true true um <clears throat> It seems like where they end up going is like in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of trees around. True. And while they're working to put this fire out, this random couple comes up and they ask, you know, ask, start asking questions about the fire. Like, 
this seemed very suspicious. These two seemed a little off. One of the actresses I'd recognized from another series I'd watched. So I was like, okay, yeah, something's up here. And they never show anyone for no reason. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Bobby's like, well, you know, with cases like this, we'll have to have the arson investigator come in and figure out what exactly happened. Um, and then while they start to get things put out, Eddie calls for Bobby to come over and he says they have a victim. Bobby goes yeah, over to one. check it out. He's looking at the body and Bobby just kind of shuts down in a way. Right. Because you start, you mm-hmm. see the watch that Wendell had yeah. on. Which is and, all you can see, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. To be honest, I actually gone. did not catch, I did actually did not catch the watch. So yeah. I was a little confused for a couple yeah. minutes. But. And then, so, yeah. So Bobby kind of crouches down um, and just kind of in shock that it's Wendell because he had just seen him and then he starts having some flashes to Wendell and Eddie's kind of not sure. And so Bobby tells Eddie that he needs a second. And then yeah. Eddie asks, he's like, you know, what is it? And then he's like, you knew him. And Bobby's like, yeah, it's my sponsor. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Um, and this would have been where that clip was from that um, was in some of the promos for the beginning of the season of Eddie crossing himself in the Woodland Fire Gear. Yeah. You know, originally I was upset that we didn't get that just before this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because we thought it was going to be the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we we did talk about this a little bit. In the end, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. Same. Right? Simply because the focus needed to be on Bobby. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, I'm still glad we got that in promo at least. Right. Yeah. yeah and and I agree. We've, we even talked about it because I think I brought it up that I was really surprised they cut it. But um, you both made some good points about it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely more for Bobby than it was for Eddie. Right, that was my yeah. thing. I was like, it. It's not about Eddie, and putting it in would make it about him. Where this was a Bobby moment, and Bobby basically falling to his knees, being upset about this, mm-hmm. was him, and it needed to be about him. And that's why, like, they didn't just throw it in. It would have thrown off this whole scene. I mean, like, granted, we always want all the Eddie stuff we get, of right? course, but <laughs> but want- in this. I will sacrifice. I will take just getting the promo. Yeah. In this case, I want the Bobby stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But man, this was this was a hard scene because you're like, yeah. mm, they always bring someone in for a reason. Oh right. shit. This time they brought him off to kill him. Yeah. I, that mm, I don't like that. Like we just meet Bobby's sponsor, and here he is, like yeah. dead. What the hell? I swear to never mind. I actually liked his sponsor too. I was just oh, about to say something, great. but I'm not even gonna put it into existence. Nope, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh oh. Okay. Tell you guys later. If it's that bad, <laughs> yeah, if that's bad. If it's that bad, keep it off the recording. We don't need to put it into the people's yep. minds. <laughs> nope. Nope. And nope. <laughs> Nobody. Um, So the crew gets back to the 118 and it's obvious everybody's worried about it. Um, And Athena was talking to Bobby on the phone, right? No, this is after when he was at home. Oh, he was. Why did I feel like... like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, We get this um, 
crazy kind of Bobby's at home talking to Athena about Wendell. She had talked to the detective assigned to the case and, you know, they said that the area that Wendell was found was a common area, but there's a rehab center about a mile away from where um, they found the body and also found out that Wendell had lied to Bobby about going to see his son and he hadn't talked to his son in a few, in like several weeks. So it wasn't like, there was no plan for him to go visit his son. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just creepy. I'm just very suspicious about it. Like, yeah, it was like a, a, it was a common place for people to like use, but I'm also like, I'm very suspicious about like this. Like, I'm like, I'm more so thinking that Wendell was murdered than he uh, yeah. was using. Oh, yeah, so. he's a, he was definitely murdered. Like, he could have gotten drunk, don't get me wrong, but, like, right. I'm more convinced that he was murdered by these suspicious people than anything. Yeah. Oh, I fully believe I, that. I and- I mean, I'm kind of with the theory, I don't remember if it was brought up on the show or not, but I'm with the theory that um, he was murdered to protect the reputation oh i was the one that came up with that one <laughs> yo oh yeah, yeah. i i agree with that that's my theory is like I, I feel like that couple that we saw at the fire i think they were full-on trying to find out all the information the firefighters knew about the scene and they have we then you know we'll talk about this later but i fully believe that it's because of that and yeah we'll talk about it in a little bit but um yeah, jumping ahead a little bit but yeah Yes. So um, Hen pulls out a box to give to Denny and starts going through it. Um, and she ends up taking some stuff out of there. You know, there's a few things and there's a folder of papers that she takes out and kind of hides away. But the rest she gives to Denny so he can start looking through it. Um, and I'm like, what's in the folder? Because <laughs> it just seemed random to take the single folder out. I'm like, what is this? Obviously something she didn't want him to know or something. Right, for whatever right. Reason, but which... I think he saw her. I'm yeah, like, he definitely saw her. That was so, like, sketchy. Because yeah. she just, like, is like, uh, let me just hide this. Oh, you're not really hiding I it. I mean, right. granted, there may just be some stuff that she wants to talk to him separately about. Or yeah. stuff she doesn't think he needs to know yet. So, like, I'm not, I'm not very phased by the fact she did that. Right. But I do wonder what was in it. Because, like, what does she not want uh, Den to see at this point in time? Right. Comes to Eva, yeah. think maybe it's nothing good. Yeah. But I am glad she did give him the box of stuff. Because I feel like, because it was an open adoption, they, I mean, and it was more through friends, per se, than, like, strangers just adopting their child out. Um, it's a little different than if it had been, you know, going through an agency or something. So I'm glad yeah. that he was able to at least get to see some of the things that Ava was in her life with. Um, but before we go on with that, we find Josh at the dispatch drinking more coffee. <laughs> and Linda comes oh. in asking, is like, is that like cup number four? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Josh is like, uh, I, uh he hopes it balances his insomnia and like maybe too much coffee is why you're having insomnia which is 
totally possible. And he's like, I live on coffee. I'm just maintaining the baseline here. Okay, well, why is that me? Like, Literally. Oh yeah. I don't drink <laughs> I don't drink any caffeine. So I don't and when yeah, I, I, I can't really. Uh I don't drink any coffee yet. That still was a relatable dude. Yeah. Like, like I live yeah. on water. I'm Rafa. I drink water. <laughs> I do too. I drink like a ton, but I also drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. It balances each other out. There you <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um, um, so apparently, Chim had been talking to Maddie um, about the murder house because she comes in asking what they know about this house. And Josh is like, uh, it called me. And she's like, well, Chimney's now obsessed with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. On track. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. So then we get this really cool like 118 call um and we start off with chim and hen talking about the murder house on the phone then buck calls chim and then chim adds him to the call with hen and then hen says welcome to our pajama party and buck's like uh what if i'm not wearing pajamas oh god buck honey just like <laughs> roll with it <laughs> such a buck thing and i love hen's response and it's like nobody wants to know what you're wearing Buckley <laughs> and Chim's or like not. Ch- Chim's I mean any might but like Chim's been <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah sorry I had to <laughs> oh gosh um, Chim had been sending like I guess that. yeah I yeah Apparently, Jim had been sending links about this murder house to the group chat that they have which is really cool to know that they have a group I chat need- I need to Every see screenshots from this group <laughs> And Buck and, and Chim's like, you know, why are you calling? And he's like, well, I knew you were awake because, you know, you're sending these links every 15 minutes. And Buck's, they're like, well, what do you want, Buckley? And he's like, I have news. And they're like, okay, well, what's the news? And wait a second, I have to call Eddie. Of course. <laughs> Uh-oh. Eddie. Of course. I was like, okay, what's going on? Um, and so Eddie answers while he's gaming. <laughs> Something I love to see. <laughs> Our resident technophobe. I know. (laughs) I think they forget he's a technophobe because every once in a while we see that and I'm like, uh, guys. Oh, yeah. It's only really come up the once. So Eddie's a gamer and can't nurse shit out of it. All right. I know we kind of joke about it, but I kind of feel like Eddie just doesn't like the extra technology that's there. Like, video games is one thing. Having a, you know, a smart, Speaker or whatever that can you know like answer your questions with you barely asking it or giving you search results for x y and z is definitely a little uh okay giving you creepy, creepy stalkerish <laughs> eddie wouldn't results. have a hildy buck would i know right uh-huh. and then when they get That's married then what do they do divorce hildy <laughs> divorce hildy yep <laughs> that's what would happen because <laughs> because remember in season two um when um buck was saying something about siri and how like oh she gives me directions she plays my favorite music or something like that this is buck that's what i (laughs) see think of yeah i um i just i I think realistically eddie has like a healthy paranoia technology because let's be honest Technology can be scary shit. Yeah. Um, but I I think the whole Hild- the whole Hildy incident was 
fabulous. But right. he's also never going to look down being called a technophobe now, even though he like isn't. But we're we're going to ignore that. Um. <laughs> right. So in this call, we get Eddie. Eddie's gaming while they're all chatting. Um, they all have stuff going on. Chim is obsessed with his house. Hen is worried about Denny, you know, because she's like him asking all these questions. And Buck. Buck decides to share his news that he's officially responsible for the creation of life. And then he says he's going to be a father, and I got the ick from that because I was just like, uh, "Yeah, yes." Uh, was... I'll be, I'll be honest. I got more of the ick from um, from him saying that he was responsible for the creation of new life. I'm like, honey, just just say you have a little sperm demon out there, and like oh, the rest no. of us. <laughs> I don't like so... the thought of that. Like, I just I, he's not a father, so like I don't he's care not. biologically if you technically are i don't count it i feel like he should have just left it at responsible for the creation of new life because that's what it is he's literally the only reason why they're pregnant but like it's gonna be connor and cameron's kid not bucks he just helped them make that um and then i think what chim says congratulations and then he's like but wait should we congratulate you and and eddie says it feels weird but weird too but Chim says it's weirder not to. Um, and I'm happy for Cameron and Connor. I because I have known people and I've known friends who have not been able to conceive naturally and have had to go the extra mile to either get a donor or do the IVF and all the treatments. So I get it. Like more power to you if you have a friend or family member that can donate. But I just don't feel like Buck was in the is has been in the right mental state to truly grasp what exactly is going on, because he's not a father, like Katie said. He's not going to be in that child's life as a father figure. He's just the person that helped his the kids. He, he's literally conceived sperm him. donor. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He donated the sperm. I yeah. mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I'm not taking it as severely as all that. I think it was just an awkward time that some people have to go through of being like, well, how the fuck do I refer to myself as? I'm not seeing it as all that serious right now. Um, yeah. However, just, I am. Ex- yeah. I am he could have literally just that- been like, you know, they're pregnant now, like, you know. Right. Well, it's not like there's an instruction manual to go. I know, right? So. That's, that is true. There's also, there's also that. And, uh, you know, they kind of all like, end up saying like well this is a great hang we should try and get bobby and they're like do you think he's awake and the eddie's comment was you know after the day he's had i couldn't believe he wouldn't be or something like that it's like mm-hmm. so then we see bobby is um actually uh, declining the call from hen and he's actually visiting the rehab center that's just a short distance away from the uh fire and he wants, he's asking for information about Wendell and the receptionist is not giving him any information, says that Which, she can't. Which, like, technically she's not supposed to. Yeah. 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 So, um, chance of having to call security and Bobby's just kind of waiting. He wants to talk to the directors and he happens to see a newspaper clipping up on the wall framed about the directors of this place. And it happens to be the couple that was talking to him at the fire suspicious yep he certainly thinks so it's fair yeah yeah 
Yeah. And, and it is special. <clears throat> and he, so he's, the security escorts him out. And he's like, fine, I won't come back and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Bobby, he's not going to let this go. Of course not. I mean, I wouldn't either. That's like mm-hmm. really shitty crap. Yep. Um, back to Hen, she's struggling with Denny asking all the questions about his mom. Um, you know, and I, I think it was a dark time for her life. She had a she had some great memories with Ava, but a lot of bad stuff happened too. And so it's bringing up all those memories and trying to figure out what to tell him and what not to tell him and how much can she actually protect from him. It's understandable. I don't blame him for being upset or worried. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just it was it's a sucky situation. Because eventually Denny's going to know the whole thing. Right. They're not going to be able to protect him from all of it forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the hard thing of now having the discussions later, you know, of what happened. Right. And mm-hmm. I think he has an idea because they have talked to him about her before saying how she was sick and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so yeah. it's not like he doesn't know there was something wrong there. He just doesn't know, like exactly what and honestly he shouldn't know for like a little while longer just Mm because he is still very young so we head over to the dispatch again and joss is very overwhelmed and he's telling linda and maddie how he's feeling like he should quit um because he's he's like i'm just i'm done he's like i think i'm gonna you know i'm gonna hit my end i'm gonna go talk to sue and finally Maddie and Linda cave and share that they actually um, have been pranking him because he's notorious for taking every full moon and every, you know, thing off um, all the bad nights and how he brags about it to everybody. All you know, pranked him, tried to get all these people to like call out or get him to cover for him or for them. So he's, it was a total joke. And like, they're like, please don't quit. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, oh my God, go Maddie and Linda. That was so good. Yeah, but the, he ended up pranking them back because the one guy had taken off for like his appendix and Josh yeah. had approved it for his last appendix. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he, he yeah, so it. he knew. He's like, so I he know. Knew. <laughs> I mean, I I'll be honest, I personally have a little I have a little bit of a grievance with this just simply out of the you're making someone who has been working consecutive shift after shift after shift go on call that's actually irresponsible. I just personally have an issue with it in that sense. But like from just a joking standpoint, it is funny. I just, yeah, it's, it did rub me a little bit wrong. Yeah, but I mean, it was his choice. Ju- he is kind of the boss. So he is kind of like, he kind of has to cover I mean, he could have found... Yeah, but when he didn't need to. Right. You know. uh, But it was satisfying that he got them back. Yeah. Um, So after that, we get... So we can kind of tell we're closing out the episode. And we see um, Karen and Hen talking to Denny. And Denny makes it clear that he's not looking to replace them as moms. And, like, I was like, okay, good. Because, like, you never know. Sometimes the kids are like, okay... There's something going on in his head that he's not been talking about. Is he afraid? And they're, you know, they share that they, you know, want him to be able to ask about her, his biological mom, and they'll tell them what he, they can, um, which is good. I'm glad he told them that, but mm-hmm. it's still like, 
where is this going? We don't know. It's the yeah, end. it's definitely not the end of it. Yeah. And then we see um, Chim taking Maddie to the murder house, just because that's a thing you do with your fiance or your girlfriend. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, it's yeah. the What do we expect? I mean, um, it's not technically the murder house. Right, Nobody exactly. was murdered at the house. Yeah, exactly. Nobody was and, really murdered in general. Yeah, so it turns out that the family didn't get murdered there. They actually got into a car accident before Christmas, and they died. And the mom of that family was at home, and she left after left the house after the funeral and never came back. And she died the year before. So Chim found the new owner from the family and is, um, I guess, put an offer to buy the house because he feels like a family should live there again. And the house hadn't been lived in since that family had died. So there actually never was a real truth to the myth that it was the murder house. Yeah, that's the thing about those things. Like, people make up these, like, weird things. There is a house that kind of reminds me of this. I believe it acted down um, a while ago, but it reminds me of this kind of house. Right. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we kind of get. Yeah, the- I think every area kind of has one of theirs. Um, and the one of the scenes we get is um, kind of closing up the episode is Denny found the folder that Hen had, had. had, you know, had pulled out of the box, and um, goes to see his biological father. I'm like, yeah. oh great! And end of episode. Well, kind of. We get the closing montage. Which is really cool. Um, as like all seasons, eventually the Santa Anas went end. The tension and turmoil they bring are finally released as they dissipate over the Pacific. The city rests and the familiar cycle starts again. The rain comes, though less every year now. We wait for the wow. That's a word I can't actually pronounce. I know I don't listen to it. I think it's I we wait remember. for the jacarandas. Is, I'm gonna guess. I think that's what it is. is. Is it uh, Hakarandas? Is it a no, Spanish word? No, it's it Jacarandas. Jacarandas to bloom and curse uh, their flowers when they fall, knowing that every passing day brings us closer to the return of those winds. Um, and it's kind of cool as the montage is like the monologue is going on. We see everyone sleeping. Buck's asleep, Eddie snoring, and the game controllers <laughs> falling on the ground. <laughs> Maddie and Chim are asleep. Hen and Karen are asleep. Bobby puts up the cross that we saw at the beginning of the episode where Wendell died. And he's um, then he's sitting in his truck watching the couple arriving at the um, uh, the couple from the fire arriving at the rehab center. And that's how the episode ends, which is a bummer because it's going to be like three months before we get another episode, but it ended really well. Like there was like there's there's cliffhangers and there's a lot of questions, but I think it ended pretty well compared to how it could have ended. God, like there's oh, little yeah. cliffhangers, which I like. Yeah, Some people right. call this episode boring, and I'm like, do we watch the same episode? I'm like, I love. This I episode. really like this episode. Bro, this was, was not so a good. boring episode. It's one of my favorites so far, honestly. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. same. So like, I really love. I really loved it, and like. Yeah, we're gonna have like a lot to look forward to, which is mm-hmm. nice. I always like that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to see what they do with m- this momentum into the second half of the season. 
yeah. I'm really hoping they, you know, carry it on, do good, good things. Uh, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But at the same time, no, I don't want it to be ended yet. All right. I mean, it's not like we're not gonna have any nine one one fandom going. I mean, we'll have Lone Star starting up here very shortly. So I'll be we'll sad to say that. Yeah, but it'll okay. be exciting when they come when nine one one comes back too. Yeah, I I loved the episode. I thought it was great. There was a lot of great funny elements. There was also some serious stuff that we got to meet some different characters that we hadn't met, um, and saw some interactions like Maddie and uh, Josh because we haven't had a lot of that lately. No, mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> um, happy to see that Chim and Maddie have found their home that they want to you know build together. Um, I'm just like you know. You were looking at apartments and you suddenly got a house. Yeah, I know. A really I knew deal. when, yeah, I knew when they brought up a house that Chim was going to get an idea. Yeah, like Chim always yeah. does. <laughs> True. <laughs> he really does. I love, I love how he pursued this, though. Yeah. And then I know there's places everywhere where there's like they say the story is that it's haunted and it may not actually be haunted but it's just the legend that everybody knows so i'm glad he was able to like dig to the actual truth of it and found out Mm -hmm. what really happened and then it's like no i I like the house we're gonna move in and i think at some point they said that it was um like right in the 118s like um service area or something so it was near work yeah, I mean, it's enough in the jurisdiction that the 118 got called for. Yeah, I don't think they uh, actually it, mentioned it, but I think it's pretty obvious that it is since they got a call there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm personally, I'd love to see them doing some house renovations next yes. semester. Uh, why did I say semester? <laughs> well, you can tell I'm in finals, okay? Uh, next semester. half of the season. <laughs> You know what? Semester works, too. Um, <laughs> sure. I'd love to see them doing some house right now, though, because that would be pretty epic. Yeah, it would be. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if they will, but I'm hoping they do. I hope cool. it's at least a two-bedroom. <laughs> oh, my God. I just got an idea. <laughs> Imagine them, like, the 118 helping out Eddie Buck. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yes. he has the skills in that department. Everyone, Bobby. one would seem. I think Bobby's going to be a little busy. <laughs> he's got sleuthing to do. I wonder how long he's going to be able to keep his sleuthing from Athena. That's my real yeah. question. Or if he's even going to try. I feel like he will just to avoid making false accusation, but it's probably going to go a little too long. Bobby's going to be playing Fire Cop. <laughs> uh huh. And Athena's not going to be impressed. It's going to be so mm. funny because they usually do this kind of storyline in Chicago Fire where there's just one guy he, where he always plays Buttercup like every couple episodes and I think it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, It's funny that you bring up Chicago Fire because I literally was just saying, I was like, well, Matt, Matt Casey could come down and help with the renovations. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Overall, great episode. Bummed that it's our last one. We've got a few great episodes to come up before Lone Star comes back. So we'll have some fun. So don't worry, we're still around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we have more plans before Lone Star comes. Yes. And, and let's have a let's have a second of freak out for Lone Star's coming back soon. 
I know, I know. Like more is coming out about it, and more yeah. people are acting crazy. We're so excited. It's gonna excited. be an interesting season. It is. Um, I'm getting some of my closest wishes. <laughs> right. Um okay. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor. We're also on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts. On iTunes and Spotify, please rate us and leave us a review. It means a lot to us. You can follow the podcast on our socials at 911LSRoundup on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also join our Discord server. The link is in the description of this podcast and also in our Instagram bio. You guys can follow me, Katie, at Full of Tarlos on Instagram and TikTok. You guys can follow me, Grace, at RoninRatha911 on Instagram and at SheepGirl31 on Twitter. You can follow me, EJ, at EJ8302 on Instagram and Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.